All right, we're back with uh, the podcast for Triumph Small Business. I'm here with my partner, Sherm. Sherm, how you doing today? You had a big vent last night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did uh, We did uh, sticks and steaks last night, so it's going to be a monthly event, and uh, it's always good, man. It's, a, it's fun when you get a group of, group of guys together and gals. Sometimes there are gals that show up, but uh, uh, guys and gals that hang out that uh, smoke cigars, like steaks, and, uh, you know, they, it, it's – it's never ending and it's always a good time of a good conversation. And then eventually without a doubt networking breaks out. So there's always business being done and had no matter what, no matter where you're at. So uh, yeah, it was a good time. Gonna, I'm definitely going to catch the next one. We had, we had plans last yeah. night, but yeah, we're definitely going to get the next one. So we're talking today, today we're talking about books, you know, and, and I don't care if you read a book on, in, on paperback or you listen in the car on audio, but um, you know, reading is a monumental thing. I know I, I read 50 to 75 books a year. I know you read, you read a ton of books. Um, I, I incorporate that into time management because I like to, I like to walk and listen to my books. So I, you know, I, I try to do that at least for an hour and a half to two hours a day to make sure I get, you know, good solid two hours in, you know, what, what you, how do you incorporate reading into your lifestyle? So I don't really read a lot of books and, and, and I know it's probably one of my Achilles heels. I'm nowhere near as, um, diligent about reading books as you are um books has never been a never been a thing for me um i do i do listen to books i mean that's where it's all going to come from i've read quite a few books but um normally i'm i'm on the i'm online and and listening to uh to books through amazon and all that stuff um but yeah um it you know i i look at it is is it's not i'm always doing training seminars i'm always listening to yeah. motivational podcasts and stuff like that so you which know to me I, is which to me is the same thing it, it, it is yeah. um and, and i want i want people to understand that it is is that learning is learning right. you know whether it's traditionally is as you go back to open up a book whether it's a hardback or softback or or you hear you know where it's an audible um that, that's learning and then also following other people you know like i follow probably 12 to 15 different guys on the internet yeah. all over in topics, whether it's sales, whether it's, you know, personal, whether it's, you know, business related. Um, but, you know, you have to learn to listen, you know, and you have to learn and that's how you learn is by listening and, and seeing what works in other people's lives. And sometimes you can incorporate yeah. that into your life. So yeah, like you said, it's learning and that's really what we should be doing. Um, and it's not, traditional like you, you know you you're obviously a, a great reader and like to read and that's awesome but there's the other part of the population like me that is not a good reader and doesn't like to read so yeah well, it's, you how you it's how you consume it right <clears throat> right it's yeah. it's you know but you still you know for those people out that are like me you know that doesn't mean you have to read a book or listen to a book you know right. find somebody that's doing a podcast or find somebody that's online with uh, youtube and you know watch a video you know you know just just get some knowledge one way yeah. shape or form and that's why I love the audiobooks too, because quite frankly, I, and I, I'm not afraid to admit this, but there's sometimes, you know, some of those audiobooks are 18 hours long, you know, and I'll skip around the chapters. I'll look at it. I'll look through the chapters and said, nah, I don't like this chapter. I'm going to skip to this chapter. So it, it isn't a great, you know, you don't always have to read the entire book too. And, you know, it, like you said, you just, you kind of take the book for what it's worth, right? You, you, you picked it up for a reason or the podcast for a reason. You wanted to learn something. When you feel like you got that out of it, it's time to let it go go on to the next, you know, go on to the next one. And, you know, that's where uh, there's a really great tool um, if, if you struggle with, with reading and, and or listening to books. There's a really great tool called um, Get Abstract. 
it's like 99 bucks a year and they have 20, 30,000 books on there. And it actually summarizes the book down either to like a 12 minute audio or an eight page summary. And it's a really great tool. Yeah. I think I, cause I was looking up uh, a couple of these books and I think that was on there cause I was looking up uh, rich yeah. dad, poor dad uh, yeah. for the, for content. And I, and I think I saw that on there and I, it said like, the, it basically was like, you know, for our version of cliff notes. Yeah. It's like, day. yeah for, yeah, us yeah. Old, for us old people. That's know right. About that's cliff right. Notes. You know, you um, remember cliff notes. You <laughs> oh, know I know cliff about cliff notes. Cliff notes. <laughs> yeah. That's how we wrote most of our papers in high school. You're damn notes. right it is. <laughs> that's right. That's how I so, got my first step in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. So, but I laugh, you know, I laugh about this technology because my kids, you know, I'm sitting there with the kids the other day. Day, we're all watching a movie and they're like they're like hey dad wasn't that guy wasn't that wasn't that guy in something else some other movie and we all jumped on our phones we looked it up and like oh he was in so-and-so movie i said well, we are kids we said that and everyone said i don't i can't remember and that was the end of it. we didn't that was, have yeah this. that was the end of the right. conversation we, we did we remember seven hours later after the conversation ended but you know everybody takes for granted how much information is out there and how powerful it is because like you know something like get abstract for 99 dollars a year i can't remember what we used to pay with cliff notes but it wasn't 99 dollars a year they were cheap they were like seven or eight yeah. bucks but it, i yeah. was like i'm not reading this book you know what i mean right. like you're out of your mind i'm just gonna I'll, I'll do the cliff notes and i got in trouble so much for that because I guess apparently my teacher figured it out because apparently right. I was doing well in English. <laughs> and she was, and she was like, you Someone are not reading this here. book. So all the answers that I would answer were like cliff notes. So then she started asking questions <laughs> and have per, uh, pertinent information in the cliff notes. And I was like, oh, she's on to me now. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, right. I mean, that's perfect. And I, you know, I just wrote that down, you know, here you and I are talking and I'm, I'm right. going to go look at it to try to, you know, just, just to brush up and, and, uh, yeah. you know, there's some other things I'd like to read that I have in my uh, Audible that, again, like you said, is 18 hours long. And yeah. my patience doesn't, you know, my attention span doesn't last 18 hours. So <laughs> there's, there's no way I'm, I'm reading that book. Like, I just look at the 18 hours and I'm going, yeah, I'm wasting uh, that much time. And, and it's funny because I do find myself like... I start picking books based on it's got to be a really great book for 18 hours, but I'm like, generally it's about 11, 10, 11 hours, which is, you know, an hour or so a day over two weeks, I can get through it. And I, and I like to have two or three books going at one time too, because I get bored, you know, I get down a rabbit hole and go, it's kind of, this is boring. Let me jump something else. And, and that gives you the variety also like on the podcast too. And, and that's what I'll do is to your point, I'll kind of spar, you know, spawn off and go, okay, well, this person also has a podcast. Let me listen to some of that a little bit or, or man, I didn't get enough of that book. So let me, let me jump to their podcast and see what else they got. And, and the great thing about that is you, you tend to get four or five other possibilities of, of learning platforms in a given source like that. So you do, you know, you do have to go back and forth and, so, you know, we, we talked about today, like talk, talk, kind of talking about some of our either favorite books or favorite learning um, outlets, you know, and, and one for me, probably the best book I've ever uh, read was the, the Buddha and the Badass. It's a uh, Manish, uh, I, I can never pronounce his name correctly, but it's, I think it's a uh, lack of honey. And, and the whole thing in that book was um, about culture. And, and you're a great example of that. What he designed, what he, he was talking about in this thing is, you know, see the vision, make sure everybody knows the vision. And talk about the vision where you're going to be in five years, not where you're going to be next week. And then every aspect of the business aligns back to that vision. And, and that, that book I highly recommend is probably all time favorite book. And I think it's fairly, re it's a fairly recent book. And you talk about podcasts. He's got great, some great podcasts on top of that. And that, that one. So what, what's one of your favorite um, outlets? So, you know, it's one of those strings. Like I, you know, we talked about doing three and, and it's, and it's awesome that we always try to stay within parameters, but I'm always the out of box guy anyway. So, um, 
I came up with, there was, there was really like three for business and then yeah. one for my personal. And I'll start with the personal. Um, it's the four agreements. So, you know, yeah. at one point I was really, 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 really having a tough time in my, my personal life. My, you know, I had just started back in the catering business in the food service and mm-hmm. um, my life was just horrible. Like, it, you know, like my personal life, like I was excelling in business because that was my outlet. And the four agreements is just, it, and it's a, it's a quick, quick read, yeah, you know, and, is, and that's, it's surprisingly short. Yeah. It, it's really short. And it, and they make two different versions. There's a longer version and a shorter version. And I tell you, there's no different information. So get the small one and, and it's a quick, easy read. And it really, it's boiled down to four statements. It's be impeccable. Your word, don't take anything personal. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. And the first and the fourth were easy because that was just how I was raised is right. that you are, you know, you, you do what you say and you say what you do. And the, the bottom one is do always do your best. And that, that started at a very, yeah. very young age. Do it yeah. once and don't ever do it again. Yeah. Every, um, everybody the, struggles with the don't take the it middle personally. two is it don't take shit personally. And, right. and that was what was, I was having the biggest problem with is that right. I took everything personally. But once, once you figure that out and, and I think two and three are really like one statement because when you take shit personally, you're assuming that it's, that right. they meant for it to be personal. You know what I mean? And, and you just got to let it go. You know, so you have to understand whether it's a coworker, whether it's a, a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, their statements aren't meant to be personal to you. And if, and I always get back to that. It's your, your lens, you know, right. it's how you see it is how you're going to take it. And if you take it personally, you're going to take it personally. Right. If you take it for what it's worth, then it's what it's worth. So, right. you know, that's, that's, uh, that was my, my largest, biggest personal, um, book that I, you know, I, I, it's, it was six to, I actually just ordered it when I was yeah. looking up because I couldn't remember what the names of the four chapters were, right. um, the four agreements. So I had to look it up. I mean, I knew it was going to take things personally, but I didn't know the exact titles. So I wanted to, to at least be able to speak it, um, educatedly on, on what the titles were, but you know, I just ordered it. So, I mean, it was $7 in paperback. So I'm going to order it so I can have it sitting here. So, um, Kim's uh, kids can read it and, and Kim can read it again. And, you know, so we can read it again. You know, it's, it's just a good refresher all the time is that don't take shit personally. That's yeah. It's, it's funny in coaching. We, we recommend when somebody's new to new to personal development, there's, there's really three books to try to do. And, and four agreements is one, the alchemist is another and the five love languages. Those, those three are really, really good kind of core foundation to kind of get started if you're new to, to personal development. And, but yeah, it's, it's funny with, with the, you know, the four agreements is I think that that book is probably 98% of the time recommended because somebody's taking something personally. Right? Well, and, and, and it is, I mean, you do because you're in your own way and you have to it's realize easy. Yeah, it's, it's, easy, it's to. easy to get. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. So um so now I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, and then you'll, we can go back to you. So yeah. the next one and the biggest one, and if you haven't read it, you know, and you want to be in, in the entrepreneur self-employed area is rich dad, poor dad. So it's, it's yeah. really one of the first blocks building blocks that you should be reading and, and paying attention to. And again, that was on um, what Mike said, it was on the uh, get abstract as well yeah. as, you know, you can get it on audible. 
Um, that's but, one. You know, that's one worth reading, though. I would not get that one on the get abstract. That that is one definitely investment. Sure, time. sure. I mean, and I did read it. I had yeah. the book at one point. I don't know if I still have it, but um, and the four key things to that that I got out of that. I mean, he tells a story, you know, about that he had these businesses and people coming in and blah blah blah. But the real big part of the story is the four quadrants, and that's employee, self-employed, business owner, and investor. And the biggest thing for the longest time is that. I didn't really understand the difference between self-employed and business owner. And I, you know, you would get caught in those two quadrants and, and really the difference between being self-employed, which is basically you, you just have your own job or being a business owner is that it's how you're running it. So you're either standing on the ground working and that's self-employed or you're at the 10,000 10, foot view and that's the business owner. So, you know, the sooner you can cross over those quadrants because you're, you know, normally people start as the employee and you cross down the self-employed and then you come up across um, like a, like a tic-tac move to business owner and you come down into the investor. And that's when your, your freedom is truly, you know, realized is when you're basically just the person that puts up the money to run businesses. You're really not in any part of the day to day, but that's kind of the evolution of business. And, and in my mind, I've had that in my head for the longest time is to get out of, um, it took other books and other yeah. um, philosophies to get there. But that is, that was the key foundation that I've had for probably 20 some years is to get from self-employed to business owner. And, and it took a long time to really kind of define that role and what it is. So, yeah. but yeah, you, you can't, you can't, they can't, the knowledge in there is just irreplaceable. And that, and that segues really well into one of my favorite books. Um, it's by yes, General Stanley McChrystal and uh, someone that used to serve under him, Chris Fussell, and it's a team of teams. And it's a great book. It's a little military based, um, you know, stick with it. Um, but the reality of that book, what I love that book is, and it, particularly I think in, in any organization, it doesn't have to be small business, could be corporations, could be, you know, any, it could be a charity organization, but the reality is it talked a lot about a team at the team of teams concept, which is don't have one leader at the top with 150 people reporting to them, have small effective teams that are empowered to make decisions. And then leaders kind of step back and, and they become the information pump. They knock down roadblocks, they set up opportunities. And that piece um, was, was monumental. Cause I think that doesn't happen all the time. You, you, you do become the single point of failure sometimes as a leader if you're not careful. And the other piece that I loved that they, they, they talked about in that book was about when you come into a new organization, no matter where, no matter where you are, um, you know, so if you're coming in as a leadership position, don't come and change everything day one, you know, take 30 to 90 days to watch how everything happens, understand the culture and then start to make incremental changes. Now, granted, there's exceptions to that. If it's a, you know, if it's a forest fire or something like that, you know, obviously, you're going to take care of things right away. But if you're, if you're, if it's a planned situation, you know, take the time. And, and, and I try to do this with any, any new person we bring in is don't put them in that position where they're making decisions day one, let them watch, let them mentor, let them, let them understand those things. It's a really great, it's a really, really great book. Um, and it's, it's really, really well done. And, you know, they, they actually go around the country and the world kind of teaching those concepts to the companies all the time. So it's, it's, I definitely recommend that one for sure. Well, it, it, it's part of the military. So you have your squads, you right. know, and you have your battalion. So that's, that's the mentality they're teaching is they're teaching the military battalion mentality. So, it, and, it, and it's good because, you know, you have each one of the battalions. So that way, 
not not one battalion, not one single thing will fail. And it, and it takes way perfectly into my next book, which is E-Myth Revisited, which is systems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the same thing, like, I, gotta, I, one, I need to read, I need to read that. Kira told me about that book the other day. I got, yeah, I gotta and, and, and it's awesome. And, and it goes, and it segues right into what you're saying is that each battalion is part of a system and you're never really going to break down if you have these each battalion and the system is working and you know how it's working. And again, like you said, you're, you're not hiring new people to reinvent the wheel. You're hiring new people to, to see where it could be better. It's not about reinventing the wheel. The wheel is, is moving. So now how do we get the greased well running tight, you know, right and tight. That's a military phrase, right, right. and tight. And, and how can we be, profitable, better for the customer, better products, better service, more streamlined. That's, that's why you're hiring people. So they come in with a fresh view and look at your systems and say, okay, this looks great, but have you thought about this? Now we may have, you know what I mean? Right. Like you may have and it's say, we tried that and this is what we tried. And then maybe they say, well, how about we tweak it this way? And you go, well, we never thought about that. So that's what you're doing. Like, and go back to your point, you're not coming in to flip up the table and reinvent the cart. You know, like you're coming in to try to round off the square wheel and make it more round and, right. and so that you're moving faster. So right. systems, and, like, yeah, and, th- you know. and things happen for a reason, good and bad. And you got to make sure you don't change the good with the bad as you kind of throw the, you know, the, again, the baby, you know, the bathwater. The baby out with the bathwater. Bath yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're that dirty, the baby may go. <laughs> sometimes true. it happens. There's sometimes there's casualties in the, in the baby yeah. in the bathwater. That is true. All right. So my, my last book, it's funny. I just, I wish I would have read this book 10 years ago, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it just came out I don't know, in the last few years, but uh, last couple of years, but so it's Richard Branson and it's uh, losing my virginity and it's about the, the virgin brand. And he is a, just a, just a character. And it's, it's the kind of book that I love. Like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's book was very similar to this. It was like, I was born and up till today, you know, and it's the whole journey. And though absolutely is sensationalized, but there's a lot of truth in the book of, you know, sure, kind of how sure. things have happened. And it's, it's entertaining at, you know, and I find myself kind of get lost in it for a couple hours here and there. And, but the one thing that they, they talked about was, and, and it didn't matter whether if it was an IPO or a corporation or a startup, it was always don't stifle the entrepreneurial spirit in anybody because the entrepreneurial spirit even if you're a line person in a corporation answering the phones, you, you still can have a great idea, which could, you know, to be monumentally, you know, monumentally um, profitable for the company. So that was the one thing that Virgin kind of did. It was really, and I knew a lot about Virgin before I read it, but I didn't know as much as I did. And it's just amazing how many, how many individual billion dollar companies they created from literally nothing from the ground up and, and kind of did this. And, and they did that through the entrepreneurial spirit in, you know, letting people have ideas and foster ideas and, and, and helping fund the seeding of those ideas. And, and uh, it's pretty amazing. And, and then the last piece of it was taking care of the customer and taking, taking care of the staff and it, which goes hand in hand. And it's, you know, they're, even when they talked about their, um, just the, the, the galactic, uh, you know, Virgin Galactic, for example, was one of the chapters I was on where, you know, they're, they're trying to get, this, they're trying to get the Mars. Uh, who knows, who the hell knows they're going to do it. But, you know, they've had all these shoot offs of satellite, you know, um, they've had these, 
improvements to satellites as part of that process. And again, that's why you do these things. That's why you go into new territory and figure it out or try to do it better than somebody else. So that, that, that's, I highly recommend that book. It's just, it's just wildly entertaining because <laughs> that, that guy. Whew. Well, yeah, he's, he's pretty much a, you know, we were in a shaker and that, and that goes back to, you know, like if you're in business, you have to celebrate the little wins and, and they're overlooked too many times because it, it feels like a form of normal, you know, you know, standard operating procedure that they should be doing this or that, but you have to understand that, you know, our mentality as owners and, and business leaders is that, you know, we're always looking to strive to be better, but you have to understand that some people have never strived to be best at anything they do. So, you know, when they actually do, you know, crawl out from their safety zone and, and, and reached for that golden nugget, you have to celebrate it. You know, like yeah. if they are making progress in certain areas, you know, we have a, we have a key employee that, uh, that has been there for a while in the kitchen and, uh, and she's really starting to come out of herself. And it's, I mean, she's only been there five years, almost six years, but you know, nonetheless, I mean, she's doing it and you know, it's good to see it. It's good to, you know, and I, and I went and recognized it the other day. I said, Hey, look, I'm putting you in for, for the employee of the month because you are really, really, you know, progressing and pushing yourself to do things. Stop listening to the people that are the naysayers and start listening to what you already know. Like, you know what you should be supposed to be doing. You know how it's supposed to be and you're doing it. So there's no reason to ask questions about it. Stop pretending that you're not as good or better than other people that you're working around. So it just, you know, it takes time and, but you got to celebrate it. You got to like, you know, yeah. you have to make sure that everybody is, and you have to make sure that everybody sees it. You're celebrating that way. You know, they never know when the spark is going to come with someone else going, Hey, if I really do this, they're going to probably nominate me for employee month or whatever it is. Kind right. of thing. So and people yeah. forget how important that recognition is. Sometimes that means a lot to some people. I mean, sure. It's sure. It's not all sure. about money. It's not all about money every time, all the time. And it's, no, it's not it is just about being appreciated. And appreciate it in the right way, not like, hey, hey, thanks. It's you know, when you make a big deal about it and you celebrate that stuff, it's huge. Yeah, we have a we have a trophy that's uh, uh that it's engraved every month um that you win. We have one that it's like ceremoniously passed from one um right. employee a month uh winner to the next, and then they get their own engraved right. with their name on it, and uh, we do it every month, and then we yeah. have a plaque that we hang up in the uh in the in the front of the showroom with everybody's name on it, and uh you know, just to to see and you know, and yeah. I give them, I give them a little, little prize for winning as well as the trophy. Yeah. And, you know, we, we normally get pizza and everybody sits around and jokes around and it's just a good, you know, team building yeah. experience as well. So, yeah. Well, we, I mean, we had a set, we, I was, when I was a sales, I was in sales for a long time and we, we used to have this trophy. We used to pass back and forth to between about 30 or 40 people. And I'm going to tell you, there was a year where we revved it up and the, the company probably made 25% extra profit that year just because of that trophy for people wanting that trophy. And it was, um, you know, it's, it's a, that, that recognition process is a really powerful. We didn't, we didn't pay a dime extra other than the 20 bucks that that trophy cost. And the company probably made 25% profit that year because of that trophy. And yeah, I mean, you know, they, they sit it on their desk, like, you know, right. um, a couple in the kitchen have won it. And they said it, they have it on their workstation sitting right there. Right. A couple of ladies in the office won it. They have it on their workstation. Right. So, you know, when it gets, you know, and I, and I do it so that you take something out, obviously home to your family too, and show your family that you're working hard right. and what you're doing yeah. at work is appreciative. So yeah, yeah it's, I de- mean, that's, it's, it's definitely, definitely, definitely a great tool. That's, that's unfortunately has gone to the wayside or become very token. And I'm glad to see, 
I'm glad to hear you're doing that. And it sounds like you're doing it in a, in a, in a great way. Oh, we try, you know, we, we always yeah. try to come up with new things and we do birthdays where we'll get pizza and cupcakes and we try to celebrate everybody's birthday for the month. Yeah. That, that's kind of gone to the wayside a little bit now that we have the employee of the month, but yeah, it's still, you know, we still try to, whenever somebody hits something, we try to do something. So, yeah. yeah. But it also can be, you know, again, we got a little off topic, but it's, it is, those, it is those little things. And, and again, that's the little nuggets I always get out of books, things like we're talking about right now. And, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not to say to be, it's not to say I want to impress somebody because I've read 75 books this year. I want to, I want to get 800 ideas out of the 75 books that I'm reading. And I, and I forget who it was, it was Grant Cardone or somebody I was, I was reading earlier this year. And he was like, he looks at a book as how much money it's going to make him. Right. Like I'm buying this $20 book, but it's going to make me a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And, and it doesn't always have to be about money, but you know, there is this aspect is when you pick up a book or a podcast, you know, there's, there's the entertainment factor, of course, but then, you know, what, why are you reading it and how are you going to incorporate it into your life? How are you going to practice it? You know, just like you said, back to the four agreements, don't just read it. Cause somebody said you, you seem miserable and read it, take the opportunity and say, okay, I learned these five things out of it. And this is how I'm going to incorporate them into my life. And, and that's, that's how you're going to maximize your experience with it, with any information outlet. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, I certainly don't read shit to reach it. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, re I'm reading it to see how, you know, like, cause right. my goal has been for about six years is how can I be better than I was yesterday? And that's right. personal business, everything. Like how yeah. can I be a better, you know, a better lover, a better person, a better boss, a better leader, a better coach, a better everything. Like, you know, how can I be better? And, and when I do that, I, I'm picking topics of things that, you know, I feel that maybe I'm not hitting the mark on so that I can right. be better at the mark. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got off. Do we, do we get everybody's books? Did you get, did you get, yeah, we're one? good. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got it. All right. We, we had, that was a good list. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that. This was going to be. This was. I thought this was going to be a really short one, but we we get on a roll. We're still a half an. It's still a half an hour. That's all right. There's nothing that's wrong right. with that. This is a, this is a good one. This is one of my books are always my favorite topic, and learning is my learning is one of my favorite topics. So I was looking forward to this one. So. Well, good. All right. All right, man. See you next all time. All right. See you next time, guys. Thank you. All right.